My name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Flat Stanley. Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Flat Stanley. Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Flat Stanley. Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Flat Stanley. Hey kids in school, here's the situation. Flat Stanley here and I'm going on vacation Cause it's a big world and there's a whole lot to see And Miss Knight said it's time to learn geography I like the house to cold I like to keep it hot I don't care much for cooking I like to eat a lot Scares me when she's driving And that always causes a fight I like to fuck in the morning And I like to fuck at night Sometimes it drives me crazy All those things you do You're a big fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew (laughs) Sometimes you are wrong Sometimes you're not right Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast. And now your hosts, Rocky May and Lana Turner. Hey guys, welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Ralphie's still not here, I apologize, but he's doing so much better. I'm so excited for him. Like, I've never seen him look this good and feel this good in so long. I mean, years now. So I'm very, very pleased to announce that. And I'm going to be seeing him this week in Vegas. So if you guys are around in Vegas, come on out and see him or make the trip in. It's always fun to come to Vegas. Um, But he's really doing good. And then he'll go back into rehab for a few more weeks and work a little bit more. And then hopefully he'll be ready to come back into the real world a little bit. And so, anyways, I'm very excited for him. Um, And in lieu of Ralphie being here, I'm very excited to also announce that we have an awesome guest, Alonzo Bowden. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm glad Ralphie's doing a lot better. I miss him. I never see Ralphie anymore. Because he works so much. We're both bouncing around all the time. So we see each other in poster form. Right, in clubs after oh, look, he's left and look, you're coming Ralphie in. Ralphie will be in Tampa in two weeks. I'll, I'll scribble a note under his poster. Right. Like that's, that's how we see each other, but I'm happy he's doing good. Well, I mean, he works so much. Like, it's part of the oh, reason why he's exhausted. I know. I do it, too. We're workaholics. Yeah, you love what, you know, you love what you do, and then you forget that you have to take a break and yeah. breathe. So um, he's breathing. But you were telling me before that... Have you, you said you went into a rehab one time? Yeah, long before it was popular. You know, <laughs> there, there was a time. Oh, my timing was horrible. I've been sober uh, 24 years. I got sober in March of 88. So actually before I was a comic, I, I had five years of sobriety when I got into comedy. Um, and I don't think I would have found comedy without it, you know, because I got sober at a place called Studio 12. And back then, the joke was the stars went to Betty Ford, uh-huh. and the crew went to Studio 12. Oh, my God. So I got sober with a bunch of guys who were like grips, electricians, costumers, you know, um, art guys. Those, those are the people I was around. And they're the ones who introduced me to the entertainment business and made it real. And then, uh, you know, my sense of humor came out, and the rest is history. But, yeah, I've been, I've been around it. 
forever. So I still go to meetings on a pretty regular basis, and uh, it works. So I, so I wish him the best, you know. Thank you. It's so funny you said that because when we rolled into this sort of like posh, not sort of, it's it's a posh Malibu house where they do yeah. rehab. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, did you ever think you'd ever be this Hollywood and successful? And we, <laughs> it was funny for me at the time. He was pretty pissed off. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never go in happy. No, but, no, uh, he didn't want to go in. But you know what? He, he even said he doesn't even want to leave. Like he knows he's where he needs to be. And he's getting better. He feels better. Good. And, um, and he just, he seemed to have this like awesome new attitude. So well, it's not even been that long. Yeah. When you're done, you know it. You know, it's one of those things like other people may think it or may know it or may see it. But until you know you're done, you can't stop. But once you know you're done, you're done. So, so if that was the case and he's ready and he's in a good spot, he's learning and he can relax and um and he can talk to other people who get it right you know that that's another big thing i mean like you you've had children right so th- this is the analogy i give people you've had children so you can talk to another mother about certain things that no one else will understand right you know that no matter how much you explain no matter how much well it's the same way with an with an addict talking to an addict an alcoholic talking to an alcoholic certain things that we understand about it that um other people will never get Right. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, good. For I don't him. even get what you're saying. Good. Yeah. That means it's perfect. <laughs> we speak in code. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I mean, the whole baby thing, I was like, yeah, Alonzo, don't tell me how to push a baby out of my vagina. <laughs> like, no, you I never, got you'll never that. do that. Right. I got, I got like, nothing. what's if I drop this wicked deuce? I'd be like, shut the fuck up. It looks <laughs> looks very involved, looks somewhat painful. Right. And, uh, you know, I just sort of kick back and say, <laughs> better you than me. Right. That's just, that's just my selfish way of looking at it. Well, one thing about being involved in children in the children's world is about our cold open, which is the Flat Stanley, um, which is a, it, um, it's a children's book that my nephew actually is in the middle of reading and they take a little doll. It's a paper doll. And the beautiful thing, okay, so Flat Stanley is this character. He's a little boy, and he's sitting under some kind of a billboard, and it falls on him, and it makes him flat, and he's really sad about it at first. But then he realizes he can go and do all kinds of things because he's been flattened. Like, he can get in an envelope and fly anywhere in the world. And so my nephew sent me a Flat Stanley. How much would I save on airfare? Right, exactly. Just. If you could mail yourself to a gig, <laughs> be awesome. So anyways, um, I told my sister, you were m- making a huge mistake putting Flat Stanley in my possession because who knows where I'll take Flat Stanley. Good point. Um, but one of the reasons why I invited you over today is because you almost became Flat Stanley, right? No, not even <laughs> close. We, we, we're going to clear this up. This is, it's so funny. Um, about three years ago now, yeah, two and a half years ago, I had a bike accident, right? Now, I've, I've been a motorcycle rider forever. It's all I do. And one of the things we do are track days. So we go out to a, to a racetrack. When I say we, it's just guys who ride. And you basically practice on a racetrack, right? Like you want to ride fast. It's safer than being on the street because there's no traffic, there's no cops, and everybody knows what they're doing. And one of the the risks you take is you crash because you're pushing it, right? But it's not it's not that big a deal. Like people think it's like the end of the world. Anything involved with a motorcycle, yeah, and a crash, people, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, people oh. multiply it by a thousand, right? So they right. they can have like a car accident take out 15 cars, be comatose for three weeks and in a hospital for nine months. And then it's like, I heard you had a car accident. And then you, you go down on a bike and you scrape your elbow like, oh my God, 
You almost died on that thing. You bet. You're never going to do it again. So yeah, I broke my wrist, and they, you know, I had surgery, and they fixed the wrist. And it, and the problem with the wrist was more a function of them saying, "Look, you're an old man. You can't be breaking bones like you were 20." Than than a motorcycle thing. So so no, it wasn't that big a deal. But it was like even on my Wikipedia, which I never update or it has this whole thing about me being a motorcycle racer and cra- it, it sounds really good i was like look i don't know who wrote this but this is much better press than i would have come up with you know but uh no it wasn't so i wasn't almost flat stanley it was just just um literally it's like let me tr- um it's like the bike slides out from under you uh, it's kind of hard to explain to someone who hasn't seen it. But, like, if you ever see, like, kids on dirt bikes when they t- go around a turn too fast and the bike just skids out, and that's what happened. And my wrist hit the concrete and it broke. And it was Now, it was funny, you know, going to the doctor afterwards. And the doctor is still my friend because when he looked at the X-ray, he, like, looked at it and he, he literally looked like, man, you really fucked this up. And I'm like... Is that the medical terminology for, for what he's like? Oh, yeah, this thing's all fucked up, but I can fix it. Oh, so, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. So, so wow. no, I didn't almost become flat Stanley. <laughs> I, I've, I've, you know, people have had, I know people who've had serious accidents and stuff like that. I've been lucky, but that's it. Not, not flat Stanley. But I, I don't even know why I know who flat Stanley is, but like before you, your introduction, like I don't have kids and, and for legal reasons, I can't be around them. That's a joke. <laughs> Kidding. Got to be careful now. Right, right. But uh, but I do know about Flat Stanley and the pictures with him and how he travels. I think I've done pictures with Flat Stanley after shows. Probably. Somewhere, right? yeah. Yeah, he's a rock star. He gets around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Stanley's it's so funny because better. I'd heard that you had been in like this major wreck and it was like, oh shit, we almost lost a lot. Yeah, so. I know. It, it was it was hilarious to me. But but it's like any story, right? right? Any story like grows. Even telephone, I mean, it gets bigger and you bigger. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear what some of the stories about Ralphie are right now. Oh, yeah. You know, and what he's done and, and where he is. Right. And, oh, man, did you hear about Ralphie? Yeah, doing 20 years in San Quentin. <laughs> Turns out Ralphie's been a major drug dealer for the past 14 years and blah, blah, you know. It, <laughs> well, that was true one time. Now <laughs> He just dealt weed. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, uh, it's, you know, so who knows? Who knows how those stories go? Wow. Well, I'm so glad you did not almost become a flat stanley i didn't know you know here's the thing about a motorcycle crash when you're the guy on the bike or the woman on the bike and i swear this is true of every one of them unless it really is serious and like you get hurt or knocked out or something your first thing is like oh shit my bike because you're thinking your bike is destroyed oh, you're more worried about your bike cost. than your body yeah, you oh. do you watch your bike fall you know you're watching your bike disintegrate and you're like oh that's gonna cost a lot of money Aww. But but I'm telling you, that's what everybody thinks, except professional racers, because then the bike don't belong to them. Someone else is paying for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. Anytime I think of an accident on a motorcycle, I am that person that you're thinking. Like, I'm just like, oh, God, that sounds like the worst thing you could yeah. ever do. So I'm glad you're okay. I'm okay. Well, my sister made a huge mistake sending me that flat Stanley because, um, well, I wouldn't say it was a huge mistake, but we educated him a little, took him around L.A. and Hollywood and some other locations, and... Um, Give this a listen. All right. So Flat Stanley is here on the Santa Monica Promenade with a very hot British street performer named Amy May. Amy, meet Flat Stanley. Hello, Flat Stanley. How are you today? <laughs> so um, would you serenade Flat Stanley? Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll sing you a song called Open. 
Okay, great. So this next song is also from my current album, which is called The Grace Sessions. And this song is dedicated to Flat Stanley, who I had the pleasure of meeting tonight, and I already feel like I've known my whole life. So uh, this song is called Open for you, Flat Stanley. Hi, Flat Stanley. Uh, I'm Una Joe Blade, producer of Terrible Angels. Flat Stanley has never met a film producer. He's, this is like a first time. The whole idea of Flat Stanley is to meet people and hang out in places with, with people that he would never otherwise have the opportunity to meet if he hadn't slipped through the mail to us right now. So what's your movie? The lead character is a horrible human being. And, um, you know, she's a hooker. And she wakes up in the middle of nowhere in her hooker gear and she's tied to a tree with a dog collar around her neck. And she, um, she's freaking out and um, she sees these poles sticking up from underneath the ground and she hears whispering and talking and she really doesn't know what's going on. And the audience is thinking at this point, yes, bitch is tied to a tree. It's about fucking time. Um, no, and uh, she realizes that there's people buried underneath the ground and the only way that they're communicating with her is through these poles that are you know, lodged into the ground and people are talking to her through these PVC pipes. Flat Stanley loves it. All right, so right now we're with Flat Stanley in a tattoo shop, and you're going to tattoo a 10 on Stanley's arm. Is that correct? You want me to tattoo a 10 on the paper doll? Oh, yeah, on Flat Stanley. I mean, he's out. He's been to the gay bars. He's partied really hard. He went out to a strip club. He's, he And we just feel like it'd be appropriate to just, you know, you're a real tattoo artist, and just draw a 10 on him. All right. So I'm here with Sunil. Sunil, this is Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley? Sunil. Hey, Flat Stanley. <laughs> hey, we're in a pharmacy with Flat Stanley because he had a bill, like a bulletin board fall on him and flatten him out and he that's how he got his medical marijuana license okay. um so you recommend you said an indica i recommend indica if he's in pain definitely go with that sativa is more of a relaxer but indica takes care of you all all around just you know makes you feel better so my poof, poof him back up or whatever right. get him totally. get him he'll float away float away yeah, perfect totally. i think that flat stanley would enjoy that yep yep wow and a one hitter one hitter yeah it's good enough for someone that size. We're at the gay bar. Carlos, do you have any good advice for Flat Stanley? I actually do. Um, follow your own intuition. It's never wrong. Never wrong? Never wrong. It always tells you when something's going on. And if you think about it twice and you feel it, follow it. If Flat Stanley were your boyfriend, what would you do with him or to him? Uh, we'd have a lot of fun. We'll come here. We'll come here. We'll go to the movies uh, and then to the backseat of my car. <laughs> Uh -oh. Hey, we are in West Hollywood. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> awesome. But he appears to be a little too young for me, so no. Well, he is, he is young, and he's awfully flat. <laughs> Would you flatten him more? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what is uh, if he was on Grinder, what would he write? Stanley the Flat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> meet me at Mickey's. <laughs> uh, meet me at Mickey's. I'm like zero feet away. Because <laughs> he actually is. Would it, be, it would start a whole new thing, huh? Yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> then everybody would want to be flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 
That's awesome. Thanks, Carlos. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Have fun. Thank you. Flat Stanley is now a grown-up man. He's lived his whole childhood as a flat little boy, and he's now 18 and up, and he's come to the body shop on Sunset Boulevard, and he's met up with this beautiful woman named Angel, who works at the body shop. Angel, meet Flat Stanley. Hi, Flat Stanley. How are you? Angel, part of Flat Stanley isn't feeling very flat today. Um, he's feeling very well. happy to, to be here, and, and he'd like to... Uh, Get a little lap dance or something well, from I can you. Sure, provide that for him. Here, take a seat and let me start. <laughs> oh, baby, you're so flat. It makes me so wet. Baby, my ass is so big, it will fold you in half. You'll be so flat, the flattest you'll ever been. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. You like this ass all in your face, shaking it? I know you like that. Have you seen a girl with a big booty like that? I bet you haven't. Look at these titties all in your face. Smells good, isn't it? Stanley, I'm going to flat you like a flat iron. Come on, baby, take my panties off and make me happy. And I'll make you happy, too, flat Stanley. What's up? Oh, baby, you're so flat. I like that. So as far as customers go, what would you like to say about Flat Stanley? He's very generous. He's very respectful. And asked if he could touch my titties and ass before he did it. So I like that. <laughs> Respect. That's good. It's important that, that they don't just reach out and touch without yes. talking to you first, huh? Yes. How are you guys doing? Are we doing good? I have a special treat for you guys tonight. I just heard we have a special guest here tonight. He is huge. When I when I heard about him, I got I got so excited. I'm a personal fan. He tours all across the country. He's got international fame. He does absolutely. You guys are gonna love him. Please welcome Flat Stanley, everybody. Hi guys. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm here tonight. This is crazy. I mean, I've been all around the world. I have a top-selling book, and I have to play this shit. Oh, what the fuck? This is bullshit, people. Jesus, lady, I thought I was fine, but look at your tits. What the? I get a paper cut, and I have more cleavage than you. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry if these jokes fall flat, but can you really blame me? All right. Well, fuck it. Thanks so much for giving me the time, and, uh... Uh, I hope I don't see y'all on any of my adventures. All right. Have a good night, fuckers. Good luck on your journey, Flat Stanley. So there you go. Flat Stanley's adventures in the L.A. Flat Stanley is a bit of a dick. <laughs> hey, what, you're too big to work this club, Flat Stanley? You get you a little lap dance and a tattoo, suddenly you're too good for people. Man, it, it what was... What the hell? To, to Flat Stanley's credit... It was a shithole. It might have yeah. been a shithole, but I bet someone in the there Hooters. had a book of matches. <laughs> That's true. Stanley better watch his step. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had so much fun with him, though, especially the gay bar. That was the, that was the weirdest one, going into a gay bar and trying to find somebody to talk to us. We have a picture. We have a website that corresponds with the podcast. So if you go to perfect1010pod.com. You can see pictures of like, um, you know, gay stripper holding the. Yeah, I would have thought the boys would have liked Stanley. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> maybe you caught them on a busy night. Maybe you got to go on like a Tuesday. Right. You, you get to on Friday night. They're busy. They can't be thinking about right. Stanley. Right. Right. Like he wants and to take he's time. And he's underage. So you know you got to deal with that. You don't. You don't want to do time and have to register your address just because of a bad night with Flat <laughs> Stanley. That's that's a high price to pay. That's true. I mean, he was able to sneak into the strip club. Good. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> What did you think about him getting a tattoo? Oh, good for him. I mean, I've got ink. It's good Stanley got some ink. It's hard to find an artist who had a touch that light to be able to, <laughs> you know, because most of them probably would have just burned that arm right off. So, so good for for Stanley. I hope he didn't get. I hope he didn't get his girlfriend's name because then then you got to find another artist to do the cover up next week when it when it ends. Uh, uh, tattoo artists say they don't like doing names because that's the jinx of a relationship like the minute you tattoo the name on it's over so if stanley tattooed i don't know flat barbara <laughs> then then that's gone then they gotta hack that arm off because stanley couldn't handle a cover-up yeah but he used like some little white out or something <laughs> to try to take that off so where where's most of your art is it on your yeah it's uh, sleeves uh, above the elbow Oh, nice. Yeah, it's all almost all jokers and jesters. Laugh now, cry later. And yeah. Can't show you envy on the mic. And then on this side, we have the the jester and the harlequin. They look really good. The joker and the fist. And the newest one is the grim reaper saying, die laughing, which hopefully I do. Hopefully. Hopefully. Me and Flat Stanley. As a matter <laughs> of fact, when I, when I die, just... Throw Stanley. I want to be cremated. Just toss Stanley in the oven for me. That'd be his last adventure. Well, it's funny you Stanley, bring that up. It's eighteen hundred degrees in here. How you doing? <laughs> we uh, we had this great idea, which in our adventures, like we should take Stanley to see the guy that wrote the book, and you know that would be like going home to Mama, right? That could be good. It'd be the ultimate flat Stanley adventure is seeing the guy who wrote this book, right? So right. we googled him. Turns out he's dead, so he's truly flat. Oh, well, then, no, that would be kind of traumatic for Stanley. You don't want Stanley to be that close to reality. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if the author actually died because a bulletin board fell on top of him? I think that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Flat Stanley's creator right. killed by Billboard. That was like Jim Fix, the running guy. See, you're young. You don't remember this. But in the 70s, when jogging became the, the big craze worldwide, he died of a heart attack while running. Right. He wrote the book about it and then died. So so was he happy or does God have a really good sense of humor? You know, was it one of those he died doing what he loved or God was like, oh, I'll get you for this. I, I don't know. Yeah, you got know. all these people running and then you yeah. die from running. It's pretty it's pretty funny. That's a tough one. Alonso, did you have a favorite childhood book? Um, Not like one of those, not like a flat Stanley type book, actually. And this is how sick the disease is with me. There was, I had a book on mini bikes and mini cycles. Oh, wow. And that was the one that, like, I've loved bikes for that long. I used to read that over and over and just dream about when I was going to get to ride. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember mini bikes when I was a kid reading about them. It's amazing. Like, your interests just, they start so so young and, like, carry on right into adulthood. Yeah, that's the only one. You know, it, it was a great question, and, and we got to talk about Flat Stanley because he's, he's got issues. Oh, my God. He's got this whole future right down to going to rehab with Ralphie. Yes, he could. He could. You maybe that's the way you get him home. You send him to a little little sexual rehab. Didn't didn't Tiger have to do that? Like didn't Something. sexual sexual rehab just means you got caught. Right. That's <laughs> right. A, that's all it means. Uh, 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 I'm a sex addict. Okay. 
Right. You, know, so. you just got laid a lot. Yeah. So Flat Stanley, like Tiger Woods, could go to a sexual rehab for a few weeks and then, bam, back to New Jersey, back to my niece and you nephews. You still have the tattoo. You, I don't know what you're going to do with that. <laughs> well, we didn't put anything too foul on him, just the All number right. 10 for the podcast. But oh, this, well, then he's okay with the number 10. You know what? The, when Stanley is living in that conservative Jersey neighborhood, he can still find his own outlet is sexual outlets by going to adamandeve.com fellas if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie well here's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time you'll get 50% off just about any item that's right flat stanley 50% off but that's not all oh no we will get your Flat Stanley Unflattened, when you select one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift, so central we can't mention it on the podcast. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in a free shipping on your entire order, and no, we're not teasing, we might even put a Flat Stanley in that order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer and get 50% off one item when you type perfect for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code perfect at adamandeve.com. Bam. So Alonzo, what kind of sex toy do you think um, Flat Stanley would want to order? Flat Stanley can save a lot of money because he just needs the cover for the DVD. He doesn't <laughs> need true. the actual DVD. You just drop the cover on top of him, and Stanley's had a good night. Do you think if he masturbates, he'll get paper cuts? He he could. He <laughs> could. Or or if he works too fast, he could start a fire. Right. Stanley's got to be careful, but but he's used to it. Stanley's an old veteran now. He's a Hollywood guy. That's right. He's been down that road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, when you send him home, again, it's just not, not going to be good. He's going to be doing bad things with magazine ads and Sports Illustrated covers and Nah, I don't know. I think you've ruined him. Oh, maybe when I shouldn't the swimsuit issue shows up, Flat Stanley's going to make a mess. <laughs> awesome. Uh, speaking of making a mess, we did an interview a couple weeks ago with uh, Corey and Chad, the Smash Brothers. They're two twins. They are amazing. They finish each other's thoughts. They're so funny. And they had a threesome with this older woman and they did something called making paper mache which is fully disgusting you have to go back and listen to the episode they were so nasty but they told some they have so many great stories we'll probably have them on here oh we, we will have them on here as regular guests um but i have a second story from them about really how how convenient it is at times to be a twin i think you'll really dig it All so right. here you go Ten. When we were 10 years old, we, we, uh, we did a prank phone call, uh, and we got arrested for three felony count extortion at 10 years old, and we, uh, we called in a bomb threat at an acupuncturist, and we, uh, he, we told him if he didn't throw $10,000 in the dumpster by 3 o'clock, we were going to blow his place to smithereens, and it was kind of like a voice recorder thing like you saw on Home Alone. We kind of changed our voice, and we did this, and... As the guy throws $10,000 into the thing, we sent our friend to go get the money. Cops came everywhere, and we ran, and the cops knew that we were twins because we they just seen two little boys sitting on top of a parking lot. We go running home, go underneath our bunk beds, crying because we know we're in trouble. Cops bang on the door and go, do you have twins? My mom goes, nope. nope. <laughs> and the best part about this was is that we set up this hijinks of getting the cash, and when the cops actually questioned us and said, boys, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Without even con consulting with each other, we both said that we saw it on TV. Now, 
If you're going to lie and blame something, folks, always blame TV. And that's what we did. Then the cops said, well, one of you guys, who did this? And we always had a plan. If we ever got caught, one of us has to be on the outside. So Corey took the fall and had to go. They drove him around. They didn't really arrest him. They just scared the shit out of him, drove him around the block a couple times and told him a bunch of crazy shit. But I was on the outside, and, and I, didn't, I got away with it. So he took one for the team. And I told him, I said, okay, I'll get arrested this time, but the next time we get arrested, you're going down. You know, so it was like a, a switch off. But So was there a next time? Thank God, knock on wood. No, we have never been detained, arrested again. Uh, we learned a valuable lesson, at least I did. Chad turned on me, actually. I remember when the cop handcuffed me and loaded me up. Chad goes, book him, Dano. Tells the cops, book him, Dano. I'm like, this fucking guy, he did half the scam, and here I am. I'm going to the clink for him. So were you really trying to go for ten grand, or were you just two boys pulling a joke? Both. Because we were living with a single mother, and she really didn't have the money for anything. You know, we'd share shoes, pants, everything. So we're thinking, man, we need $10,000 to buy some atomic fireballs and Laffy Taffy. We need some fucking money. So we did that, and the cops told us that we, they made us wash fire engines and stupid shit for like two months after that. And they told us we were the smartest twins or kids they've ever met in their whole fucking life. And that one day we're going to be somebody. And <laughs> so far, we're not shit, but... but. <laughs> You're like, boy, were they wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But no. the cops would show up in our class just to fuck with us, but we learned a valuable lesson. Now, when we get a wrong number, we apologize and hang up, because prank phone calls don't pay, apparently. You guys have done things where you've... I know one, at one time, one of you had medical insurance, and the other didn't, and for a long time, you, you played that game, right? Um, yeah, my... Um, I still don't have insurance, and Corey does. So if I get sick, we just switch wallets for the day. I use his ID and his card to Alleg- go to the hospital. Maybe we shouldn't talk about allegedly. this one. <laughs> this well, one. all allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That, that might be a skin we don't want to end right yeah, now. No, we, we talk about it on stage. It doesn't matter. But I used his license until I was 33 years old. So, yeah, yeah this guy never even got a driver's license because he didn't want to pay for driver's ed. So for 25 years, he, he used my driver's license, which is classic. That's amazing. So what other things did you guys swap out for taking tests and stuff in school? Yeah, we never, we never failed a class growing up. We always made the honor roll. I was always, always better in math and science. Chad was history and English. So Chad would take two history exams or two English exams and vice versa, right? And this is true. I served his. He was, Corey was married for eight months a long time ago. And this is before we had tattoos. I actually served his wife divorce papers uh, and divorced, served her papers, and divorced uh, him, her, for him. That's true. And he banged her that day, come to find out, years later, came out that this guy bangs my ex on the day that he served her. And he's all, what would you want me to do? She thought I was you. For real? She, like, how long were you married to her? Uh, like a year and a half. And she thought that she must have known. No, I took, I wore his clothes, went to his house, got his sweater, his truck, everything. Went there. She's like, hi. And she didn't really didn't know. Well, they were separated. And then she started... Going down on me for some weird reason. And after that, we did our thing. And then I served her papers. And she lost her fucking mind. And I ran to the truck and got the fuck out of there. Does your penis look identical? Like you're, I mean, everything's identical, I swear. The only difference between us, I think, is fingerprints. I think that I think I have Chad by about six, seven pounds. I'm a little heavier than he is, but uh, we're we're exactly the same. Now we have some tattoos and things are a little bit different when it comes to that. But uh, when the lights are out, I mean, or exact similar, I would think. Right? So your anatomy, like your everything is the everything. S- like the, the balls are the same, same. Everything. Wow. Has anybody ever 
like shit talked the brother to the wrong guy or to the other one, like confused and said something nasty that they shouldn't have. Yeah. This one guy came up and he's like, Chad, your fucking brother, Corey, such a fucking asshole, man. And he started going off. And I was like, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. (laughs) And I'm like, listening to this guy. And then I walk away, I go up to my brother. I'm like, can you believe Brian fucking was talking shit? I mean, we never let the cat out of the bag because we don't want people to know. It's kind of like being a magician. We never, like if someone comes up and goes, Hey Chad, and they're really talking to Corey, we play it off because you know, that's part of being a twin is to play it off. Right, Chad? Yeah. We never, like if you, if like my mom said, Corey, and, and I'll just go, yeah. And I just answer. So we just go with it because it's easier than going, I'm, I'm Chad, not Corey. Wait, fuck that. We'd rather just fuck with people. I can't believe you fucked his wife and she didn't even know. Oh, and then he tells me, man, now I know why you married her. That bitch fucked the shit out of me, man. He had scratches and hickeys and no, I had scratches because after I served her papers, she scratched my back and she was pissed as I was running to the truck. Like a little bitch running. Okay, so you deserve it. You had to serve divorce papers. Why didn't you just divorce her yourself? Why use your brother? I was intimidated by her. I'll be honest. I was like, this chick is crazy. She's Hispanic, and everybody knows Hispanics are sometimes a little loco. So I told Chad, I'm like, hey, I owe you one. Kind of like when he took my drug test for my very first job. (laughs) You know, I smoked weed, and I couldn't pass. And I'm like, Chad, you got to go down and take this piss test. He's like, man, you better buy me... You know, this, that, the other thing. So I bought him what he wanted. He went in there, used my ID, took the piss test, and next thing you know, I was flipping hamburgers at the such-and-such burger joint. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Anything that we could take advantage of, we do. It doesn't matter what it is. From insurance, driver's license, banging his ex-wife, whatever I could take advantage of, we will because this is the greatest gift we've ever been given is being twins. So we take full advantage. And that goes out to anybody. If you could take advantage of something, folks, you need to. Because (laughs) if you're not, someone else is. And don't get pissed off because you didn't take advantage when you could have. So get out there and fucking take advantage because someone else is right now. Someone's stealing your fucking car right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not saying going out there and steal a car, but if, if you could cheat and pass a test or kind of like doing steroids in baseball, as far as we're concerned, the bat boy should be able to tie off the fucking batter, shoot him up, and all the, the TV screens go crazy for roid rage, and the guy shoots him up, and he goes up and knocks one out of the park. Now that would make sports a little more exciting. But it's, it's terrific. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so Alonzo, has there ever been anything that you've been able to take advantage of? Uh, my size. People are intimidated by me. For and sure, I'm, right? I'm like the least violent, but, but there are times when people are scared. And it's like, if you're scared of me and that allows me to walk over you, uh, yeah, okay, if you're dumb enough to be scared. A gigantic I'll, I'll black man it. coming down the street, you'd be like, you'd be like what's that? Yeah, but you know, you know what's funny about that? When's the last time you saw somebody big? Like beat up somebody. Big gentle giant. Big, big people don't do it. You know, it's that like we're not Vikings anymore. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's not like the big guy walks in and slams somebody to the floor and give me meat. It, it's just like we don't live in that world anymore. But people still have that in the back of their head. Like, oh, he's big. He's gonna hit me. It's like, nah, not Probably really. Probably not. It's but always the little guy, so, right? Yeah, little guys can be annoying with that. And then you, you know, you flick them or you put their keys on the top shelf and they can't leave home but uh, but n- twins yeah twins can get away with i mean oh, the, identical twins they are identical and their identical personalities twins, it's freaky right what they can get away with because you're really never quite sure which one of them you're talking to <laughs> you know and i wonder if they ever forget 
<laughs> like they like think maybe the Chad has, has been Corey for the past four years, <laughs> and he's just not even aware of it. And, <laughs> and that's, you know, so when, when he banged his ex-wife, he actually, it was his ex-wife, but he thought he was the other guy banging the ex-wife. How could she have not been able to tell that? But I, I mean, they are really, really close. I mean, it's... I, I feel like maybe on some level she thought she was getting back at the other brother. No, by she, it was her twin fantasy. She wanted to fuck the other brother for however long. I mean, when you're when you're with a twin, you can't help but think, boy, you know, it'd be great if I got both twins. Like that. That's one of those you mark off on your life scorecard. Have you, you ever know? gotten a set of twins? No, I've never had. I've had one, but never the both. Never the pair. Ne- never the pair. The twins, though, having that girl, like sharing his wife. So you, th- you think that she's had the whole fantasy the whole time, and then she, she finally- had to because she'd have to know. Like you, you can't screw somebody and not know if it was the same person, especially if you're married to him. Right. right. And you've been you've been with him for what? What do you say? A year and a half. Right. She had to have known. Right. And then the other one. Now, what are you saying? The twins have identical technique. Like everything's the same. <laughs> It can't be. It, she had to have well, known. one ball has to hang a little lower on one yeah, of them. I mean, there's got to be something to give it away. She knew, and she said, I wanted to try the brother. Maybe it was or her way of getting, getting back. back. At the, oh, that's, that's what I was thinking. That spite pussy, that's the best pussy you can get right there. You get an angry... Like, like maybe she fucked the hell out of the brother so that he yeah. would go back and tell his brother exactly what exactly. he told him was, I know why you married her. Mm-hmm. That was great pussy. And like, yeah. he, oh, oh, right? Yeah, that's what she knew what she was doing. <laughs> Or she fucked so many guys that she just didn't know that this was just another one, you know? Uh, and I don't even know what that number is. Like, right. How many guys do you fuck before you're like, like oh, it's another one? Uh, just another dick. Move yeah. along. Yeah. In and out. Let's go. Yeah, you're a twin. Good for you. Yeah, I got my own story. Move on. Clock's <laughs> running. If I had a twin, we'd have been plotting how to how to get shit, you know? Because he, here's the thing. You can be in two places at once, so you're going to be innocent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, did you steal? Now, how did I steal anything? You were looking right at me when that happened. So how did I do it? That, that's the genius of being a twin. Like, you, you, can be, you can literally be in two places at once. You can tell two different stories. And I didn't. No, nah, it wasn't me. So speaking of being in two places at once, you're a road animal. You're always going to different places. Where are you this weekend? This this week I'm doing corporate stuff, but next week, November 1st through 4th, I'm at the Improv in Schaumburg, just outside of Chicago. And um, Thanksgiving weekend, the 23rd and 24th, I'm at Parlor Live in Bellevue, just outside of Seattle. Oh, nice. So that that's my November dates. Other than that, it's like corporates and, and always around L.A. Oh, I'm doing the uh, Downtown Comedy Club. I should... I definitely got to plug that in downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. on 5th and Spring on November 16th. It's Garrett Morris's club. Right. Oh, I've been yeah. down there. So yeah. I'll be doing that. Cool. And uh, guys, don't forget this week you can see Ralphie and me. We'll be performing at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And uh, pretty much until New Year's, that's your only chance to see Ralphie because he won't be on the road again um, unless he pops in someplace um, until New Year's even Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but... I'm going to be doing spots all over the place, but that's that's it for this week. So, um, Alonzo, you're down with the pie? I'm going to get pied. That's awesome. This is news to me. <laughs> I'm going to take one for the team. Ralphie, I'm doing this for you. You're such a good sport. What's your favorite kind of pie and why? Um, tough one, but I, I like key lime. I don't even know why. I just love it. It's delicious. 
It is good. That, that's why. I mean, what's your favorite pie and why? What other reason would you have a favorite pie other than it being delicious? Well, does it I invoke like a memory? I apple pie because it's lumpy. Yeah, right? Oh, you know, I, I never liked a smooth pie. I like my pies lumpy. And with apple, you always get a nice like lumpy chunk. consistency. Unlike that chocolate cream pie. That's always smooth on the top. And nobody wants that. I like lumpy pie. So wait, <laughs> what was the, do you have a memory of eating key lime pie at a time and... It, at a tough time in my life, I remember. <laughs> oh, Eating I was some just, key lime. Just bottoming out on you crack, like heading to the rehab. And <laughs> I stopped at Denny's and they said, you know, we got yesterday's key lime pie. We'll just cut you a slice and send you on your way. And, and life has never been the same. All right, let's go do the pie. Okay, so any, uh, any fear about the pie? I have, I have no fear about the pie. This is my first one. I think the best thing to do is surprise me. We got guys behind me working. They're going to be wondering, what the hell? Did that white woman just hit a black man with a pie? What kind of movies they making in that house? That's what they're going to be thinking. So just go ahead and pie me, lady. Pie me in your dirtiest, sexiest way. Your husband ain't around. Pie me. Do it good. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're not even looking at me. I don't want to see it coming. You just got to, you can't prepare to get pied. You just have to. And it was delicious. <laughs> ah. Good night, everybody. Oh, my God. You can't prepare for that. <laughs> you can't prepare to be pied. You can't tense up. You got you to gotta take it like a man. You wonder. <laughs> you wonder what happened to pies. This is this is why pies and microphones never went together. Look at this mess. You can't have electronics involved with this sort of behavior. My goodness, I'm going with microphones. I gotta watch that again. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's always so funny. Um, okay, uh, before we let you guys go, we have to announce our band. So um, live from the Mercy Lounge, we have Matt Hawk. Thank you, Lonzo. Thank you so much. Oh, Lana, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for my pie. It was delicious. <laughs>
Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.